Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy B. Dave back for another podcast episode, episode number 54. And uh, this one's just going to be real short, man. Uh, we're going to take a little break from the division series. We're going we're gonna to pick back up on that in the next episode, no doubt. Season's right around the corner. But, man, last night there was a game between the G League at night and the team Victor Wembenyama plays for. Pardon. Uh, that I don't know it exactly, but um, the game took place between obviously, as I mentioned, Victor Wimbenyama, who, for those of you that don't know, uh, not as in deep with like the the draft part of basketball, this guy is projected to go number one, and he's one of those projected number one picks this season that we've seen it in years past, where it's just like an untradeable number one pick, like. The team who has the second pick, let's just say, for example, OKC gets the second pick and a team like the Pacers get the first pick, right? If OKC came to the table with, hey, we'll trade you pick number two, we'll trade you Chet Holmgren, we'll trade you four of our first round draft picks that we have uh, acquired from other teams for your number one pick. The Pacers would say no. It's one of those type of things where this guy could be super-duper generational. Um, he feels like a video game character, but even better than today's video game characters because now, you know, you guys who play 2K, you'll know uh, there's limits on, like, how good you can be, how well-rounded you can be. And I look at Victor Wimbenyama, and, you know, hopefully the kid can stay healthy first and foremost. Hopefully he can keep a level head and all the external factors that go on with being a pro athlete. Um, but just from a sheer basketball perspective, man, he, he checks a lot of boxes for me. Shooting, uh, size, the kid is seven foot three, you know, unofficial measurement. So he could be taller. Um, and, and in the game last night, he played against, uh, the guy I'll talk about later, Scoot Henderson, and his team, the G League Ignite. Um, he had 37 points. He shot 7 of 11 from three-point range. Mind you, like I said, this guy's 7 foot 3 or taller. Playing center, he has five blocks in the game, including one at the rim on Scoot, where Scoot tried to challenge him and go up for a dunk, and he just wasn't very impressed. He just kind of blocked it with his elbow. Uh, four rebounds which you know you'd like to see that number go up for a, a guy who's so is so tall but when you watch the game a lot of the times he's getting dragged into the perimeter because guys that tall obviously you're going to want to put him in as many ball screen actions as possible see how he moves laterally and i'm here to tell you guys man i know it's just one game that i got to see of him the youtube clips i haven't really watched too much to be honest with you because anybody could look good in youtube clips but in real live game action, just watching him kind of laterally move with some guards on switches, um, kind of move his feet on closeouts with his man, like catching it on a pop and then trying to attack his closeout, he's he's able to stay in front. And it's something that I just haven't seen from a guy that tall to be able to have the sort of lateral foot speed. Combined with the crazy wingspan, his wingspan is eight feet. 
You understand? The man could tie his shoes without bending his knees type vibe. Like, it's just one of them ones. Um, it just it just seems a little outlandish, man. And uh, and I'll just tell you guys now, the, the level of tanking that we're going to see this season, you know, if your team is about 50, 60 games in and there's, like, no hope of making the play in and, Couple couple things go wrong. You are gonna see some unhealthy amounts of of tanking this year, um, guys. We might be shooting it to the wrong basket. You might have a game where both teams just take eight second violations or twenty four second violations, so they don't score. Like it's gonna be disgusting this year. I'm, obviously, I'm being a little bit facetious, but. There, there's going to be a lot of racing to the bottom, so to speak, uh, in this NBA season because not only is there a chance you can land this guy with pick, if you get pick number one, but pick number two, um, who is most likely going to go second, is who I'll talk about next, Scoot Henderson. Uh, now, this guy is a, quite a different profile than Victor. He is a point guard uh, with really, really good vision, man. I, I'm, I play point guard, obviously not to the level. Um, before you guys jump on me, not to the level or anything, but you know, you, you play the position and I like to think of myself as a smart, like basketball mind. You, you, you kind of know certain things and you know when people have it and when people don't at that position. Um, for me, it's the hardest position to play. And for this kid to be 18 years old, Scoot Henderson, uh, he seems very poised, very under control in a lot of his actions. I uh, finished the game with 28 points, five rebounds, nine assists. He uh, developed a little bit of a step-back jumper that I, I got to see on display in this game. That was kind of the knock going in on him. It's like, hey, man, phenomenal athlete, young kid, can get to the rim at will. How will the jumper look against high-level comp? It looked all right last night, man. And uh, like I said, man, this draft is – it projects to be a very, very, very high level at the top of this, at the top at the very least, where it's like, you got Victor, you got Scoot. Uh, there's some guys called the Tom, Thompson Twins. And uh, in another year, man, maybe they go number one and number two. Those guys are really good. But all in all, this is just kind of a little short, leave you with something to look for if you're a fan of a team who's not projected to do too well this year, you know, um, you you can you can tank for one of these guys, and, and honestly feel pretty good about your chances in the future because I think both of these guys have the potential to be quite quite good uh, for a long long time. You know, obviously, if they stay healthy, if they stay out of trouble, if they, I. Like, there's so many factors, you know, that can go wrong. But if everything seems to work out for these guys, man, I'm really intrigued with their NBA prospects. Both guys, 18 years old, um, one born in January, one in February. So for them to be showing so much at such a young age and for them to both come in different routes, you know, one guy's from France, Victor Wembanyama from France, you know, looked at Rudy Gobert as one of his his guys he tries to emulate. And you can see that when he plays defense. He can play the deep drop and guard the guy coming off the screen and guard the roller at the same time. Like, 
He's got a freakish wingspan. He's got great anticipation. But the thing he can do that Rudy can't is that sort of extra mobility to, okay, we need to switch late game, last four minutes. Let's do that. My guy won't score on me because I can guard him from the free throw line and still get a decent contest off. And if he drives by me, he's going to have a hard time trying to finish around or finish over. So you look at those aspects and you're like, oh, man, this could be something really special. Even his floor, things don't pan out well. He's going to be a very, very good defender at the next level. And then the same with Scoot, man. You see a ceiling of ceilings being you know, a, a, a John Wall in his prime type of guy, great vision, underrated passing, able to get to the rim and just wreak havoc and force help and force help and drive kick out, drive kick out, drive dump off. You know, you've seen it with John Wall for years, making guys like March Singh or Todd Rich, making guys like Otto Porter get max contracts because he just attracts so much attention in the paint and he kicks out for three or he dumps off for dunks and I think Scoot could be something like that at, at, at uh, his peak of peaks maybe with even a little more refined jumper growing up in the modern basketball age and the Steph Curry age of basketball where everyone's shooting a thousand threes a day you understand so very excited for those prospects man and shout out to both of them they put on a great show in the Vegas little showcase they had uh, yesterday but yeah, man, this is just kind of a little informative thing to, thing to look out for if you're a fan of a bad team or even if you're not and you're just like me and you're a super basketball geek who likes to get into the weeds of certain things. Like there's going to be an unhealthy amount of tanking around these guys. And I, I hate tanking, but man, these are two really special talents. And I wish both of them the best of luck on their journeys. Um, continued health and continued success.